And we're off. Alrighty. So um, this week we have Tootsie, which is episode number 32, the 100 of some movie thing podcast, where we are reviewing each of the AFI Top 100 Movies of All Time 10th Anniversary List. Tootsie is number 69 on the list. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1982. All right. Starring Dustin Hoffman and Jessica Lange, Charles Durning, Dabney Coleman, a whole bunch of other people. Nice. Lovely little little uh, turn, second fiddle turn by uh, Bill Murray. Oh, one is of Bill my, Murray? One of my favorite th- things about this movie. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to sit down with the uh, with the boy, and uh, we're going to watch the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, then we're going to talk about that a little bit. I want to see what his impressions are of that before we get into talking about the movie itself after we watch that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, if you want to watch the trailer, then uh, go YouTube ahead. YouTube it. Go ahead and uh, do... Th- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to YouTube. I was researching, and the trailer that comes with the video on Amazon Instant, not a trailer. It is a spoiler-filled ridiculousness from the end of the film. Uh, the trailer is available on YouTube, so we're going to watch that, and there you go. So that's the trailer. What'd you think? That was fucking stupid. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was a shitty trailer. I just... That, it really? Was, it was a voiceover, and... Uh, yeah. Ugh, oh, my God, that looked like garbage. Why Why are you making me watch this movie? Uh, just, just watch the movie. What? Trust I, me. Okay. It's number 69 on the list for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Well, blah, 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 whatever. All right. Well, it's just it. It seemed it seemed a little bit like I, I've seen this plot a hundred times before, and it's just it's one a of a man dressing up as a woman so he can get something he couldn't get as a man. Yeah. This is a plot since Shakespeare. Well, yeah. So I mean, it's how it's how predictable could it be? Well, we're gonna find out. All right, let's so do it. We're gonna go watch it. Um, if you haven't seen Tootsie, I mean. Dude, the movie's thirty years old, so um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of it and, and whatnot. It's past the limit. It's past the limit. What is the limit? Uh, I don't know. Six like months. Five years. Two Just years. Six months. Six months. Okay. Yeah, why not? All right. Unless All right. we really like it and we think that you should be surprised by it. <laughs> In this case, we'll be back. <laughs> what do you do? Why? Why the Wallace? It and reminds Gromit? me of Wallace and Gromit. I just it reminds oh our me theme of Wall- song. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I just it reminds me of Wallace and Gromit. So. All right. So now we've watched Tootsie, and holy shit, was I wrong? <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Holy shit. I just, I guess there's always that one movie. Right. I suppose so. There's yes. like that. There's like the, the dumb the, concept. The genre. The genre picture. That transcends genre. Right. Right. That was really, really good. Dustin yeah. Hoffman was the exact same character as he was in All the President's Men when he was a man. <laughs> That's right. You're right. He oh, my was God. exactly the same. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so that was, uh... Am I wrong? Yeah, slightly, but go ahead. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so, um... Alright, so this was actually a very interesting film, because it actually had some points in it that might have been because of how the way that they have filmed it or the technical... I made some calls that were completely wrong. Uh-huh. Like, for example, uh, when he was in the bathroom at the cabin and he put down his wig with the curlers in it. Ah, uh, that was a very interesting thing, yes. Uh, let's We'll get to that okay. shortly, um, because I, I definitely wanted to address that, because we're going we're gonna to use that to compare to mil- movies now yeah what happens and things like that yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so this movie had all of the all of those aspects of of what you would see still in a movie today it's it's a formula picture yeah it is it it goes right down the line yeah. with with all the bits and pieces and it has everything that you need to be successful uh-huh. um so basically here's the story out of work actor nobody wants to work with him uh-huh. he decides to dress as a woman and gets lands a role on a soap on a on a on a national soap opera almost immediately. Almost, it, 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 in Actually, fact, immediately, immediately, immediately. Yeah. Um, Basically, by gets the, the job, reveals to his agent that he's doing this. His agent thinks he's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, they uh, he falls in love with one some, of the, his co-stars. He, from, with one of his co-stars, he's having sort of a romantic, semi-romantic tryst with one of his old friends. Um, He's got a wisecracking roommate uh-huh. who is also an out of work actor, which is weird. Uh, he's a writer. He's a and he's also a writer. Right? Yes, yeah. um, and he has to fend off the advances of both the the uh, the misogynistic director as well as the doddering old star of the soap opera. God. Um, and at the end, he everything is revealed that he is the guy, and he doesn't immediately win the girl over. Which is nice. Which is, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, I believe the two times that she that uh, he interacted, the two of the three times that uh, he interacted with the the romantic interest, mm-hmm. he got hurt in a way. Got a drink thrown in his face the first time, yeah. and then got punched in the stomach the second time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to see the aspect of a comedic reversal. Mm-hmm. where you expect, because the genre says this is what you're supposed to do, you have this event, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about comedy is that you end up getting, you are, you are, you end up getting the opposite of what you intended, or, or nearly opposite of what you intended, and that's yeah. what makes it funny. Yep. That's what makes, that's what gives us the, the ability to say, oh, that's absurd, that, that is not what we were expecting, and we can laugh at that. Yep. Um, so, we intertwine all of that bit. So we have this actor who is a misogynist, uh, uh, who, who himself is a kind of a misogynist. His, uh, he's, he's, all he's, of the aspects of his character, which we would say, oh, that's just him being a man because he's the main character, are reflected in all of the other male characters, except for the writer. He's just kind of comic relief. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray, mm-hmm. um, he's just comic, but he's all of his actions are reflected in the other characters who are considered misogynistic, daughter, dotting just right these douchey bastards. Except for the father, he was kind of a nice guy. He was just sad, but um, right the his co-star's father. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Charles Durning. Charles Durning. Um, they were every all of the characters, all of the stuff that they did. He performed in a scene as like an as an offhand comment when he was a male, and then they would then do a scene where 
it basically the roles are reversed where she where um mm-hmm. the where Dustin Hoffman as the woman is listening to the justification of the exact same justification I would add yes so it was just one of those things where it was interesting that it's like here's the here's you know his point of view oh he's just being a guy because he's the male character he's the male lead and mm-hmm. blah 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 that's okay so the subversion of expectation the subversion of expectation which I found very interesting right um so I thought that was kind of cool um there were some technical stuff that I uh, kind of wanted to uh, discuss. Well, actually, we should probably finish the the plot first. Well, that's pretty much it. Then I he mean, reveals himself on national television. That he'd be a man. He, because he's a man. Loses his job and then... Loses his job and then eventually gets the girl that yeah. he wants. Anyway. Which, he actually has to apologize. Which is a nice... He actually has to apologize. And not just in a, I'm sorry big smile, big hug mm. sort of way, but actually a, a, a lovely, heartfelt apology. I am sorry for what I did. What I did was wrong. I did it for the money. I yeah. didn't expect to hurt didn't anybody. didn't expect to hurt anybody. And there's a little bit of a cop-out in that, but, you know, what are you going to do? You, you get... There's a movie. You got, you're... Yeah. Got to move the story. Got to move that story along, even yeah. though there's only ten seconds left in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... The film was expensive in the 80s. <laughs> yes, that's... Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we start at the beginning of the picture. We have, we, we establish, we establish that Dustin Hoffman is a perfectionist, uh-huh. that he is difficult to work with because of his perfectionism. He gets, he, he yeah. kicks himself off of, of sets as much as he gets, he gets kicked, kicked off, off yeah. of sets. Yeah. There's a lovely montage of him auditioning for different things where he's talking about, you know, I can be shorter. I can be taller. Oh, I'm wearing. What type I'm, are you wearing I'm wearing, wearing elevator lifts, shoes. You know, I'm wearing yeah. lifts. What do you want me to do? Like, we want somebody else. <laughs> and he has a scene with his agent where he goes in to argue that he needs to be working, and his agent is telling him, "No one will work with you. No one will work with you in theater. No one will work with you in television." Well, what about movies? No one will work out there in Hollywood either. No <laughs> one wants to work with you. You are yeah. bad news. You you know it gives an example of of the tomato being oh yeah being you you know you're supposed to you, sit down you 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 were a tomato on a set they went a day and a half over schedule <laughs> you know because you wouldn't sit down it doesn't make any sense for the tomato to sit down that kind of argument yeah you know and his hyper his hyperbolic rants his hyperbole that he goes on I'm the greatest he's I, like, was, a great I was tomato I did an evening of vegetables that killed and you know that kind of I've heard all of those things from actors oh god just and i may have even been guilty of saying one or two of them when i was drunk but that's one or two oh yeah sure all right why not but that's the kind of thing an actor is like i believe in what i'm doing i believe in myself this is my thing i should be working on this stuff i can't believe that nobody wants to hire me i am really this good yeah i have done this i've done that this this thing yeah you know nobody wants to work with you but why? I'm such a good actor. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm difficult to work. And he admits that he's difficult to work with. Yeah. But the but the result is good, is what he's, you know, is what yeah. he's trying to do. So he's teaching acting classes, and he's teaching... Um, and that kind but, of, like, offhand scenes, it's like, oh, it, oh it's an acting class. Well, oh. Okay. I, love, I love that this film is a send-up of the method as well, which oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman is notorious for being... Um, a practitioner of uh-huh. um, where you're you're living the 
you're living as much as you can the role and being in character all the time and you have you use the sense memory and you're, you're trying to be in that and you know here he is he's actually living the part of a woman yeah because he's playing he's playing a man playing a woman playing an hospital administrator, administrator on television, on television yeah. you know that was and he's yeah. in his life he's interacting with his co-stars in real life as this woman yep. so he's never coming back out of character yeah the whole time he's on the show his voice is that was a weird change. It and it was it really did, nice. it, it was really funny. You it got was, used to it very quickly though yeah, too. I did. It was like, oh yeah, he's got and that then, sort of lilting It's your uncle What is that? It's your uncle Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> the kid, yeah. Yeah. Quiet, it's your uncle Dorothy. You know, so he falls he falls for this girl, um, his co star, uh-huh. uh Jessica Lang. Um Very lovely, very eighties beautiful, I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah, With yeah. The, the curled hair and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and she uh, she has she's dating the director of the show, mm-hmm. and he's a pig, and he's kissing on other girls, and the thing, you know, Dustin Hoffman sees this and tries to warn her, and yeah, yeah. there's so many things going on that are that are terrible, and he sees through them, of course, because nobody's paying attention to him. He's just a woman. He's he's a point. unattractive. He, woman. He's not an attractive woman yeah. either. Um. So, add to that the complication of his student friend, uh, played by Terry Garr. Um, uh, what was her name? Sandy? Yes. I think. I think. Um, Completely forgettable performance. What? I didn't, I didn't like her. And I, really? And I really thought that oh, she was Oh, God, just man. Kinda... I thought she was awesome. Really? Yes. I honestly felt that she was just kind of, like, there to be some conflict for Dustin Hoffman. A little bit, a little but bit. But that was that was but, really it. I mean, you know, it was like I That's what okay. character that's what other characters are supposed to do. I know that's what other They're characters supposed are supposed to be supposed conflict to. with. Them. But it was still one of those things where it's just like okay. Well, it shows it comes it 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 serves her her role serves to show that he he talks a good game. Uh-huh. I'm going to call you. Yeah, we just had sex. I want you, you know. And, and don't worry, I'm going to call you. He forgets to call her. I do. We're going to have dinner on Thursday yeah. at eight thirty. Forget ten thirty, at on Thursday. He's three over. hours. He's three hours yeah, late. He's three, well, it takes an hour to get across town. Yeah. So you know he's three hours late to the dinner that he was supposed to go to, and actually tells her though, because I guess he's a little bit in touch with his feminine side at this point. He says, "You should be mad at me. Yeah. Don't apologize to me. I was three hours late. Yeah." I should be I should be apologizing. You should be to screaming you. at me. Be, yeah, you should be you should be yelling and screaming. So, you know, there's little moments in the film that are are, yeah. are just wonderful. Nice just, little self awareness. It's kind of cool. And in, I, in fact, I ended up um, buying this one because I kept thinking, I don't have why don't I have this in a collection? This is one of those ones I could pop in every once in a while and just watch. It's a fun movie. Yeah, and there was and okay. it's surprisingly fun. Yeah, because it doesn't start out when I when this movie came out. Let's see, nineteen eighty two. I was thirteen, fourteen years old. That's when Stripes came out, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Stripes came out the same year. Nice, you know. So that was that. So, Bill Murray had the, the fact that they had Bill Murray in this movie was no influence on his previous career as. No, he had Stripes already done or, several films at this point. Did he do Ghostbusters yet? That was later. That was eighty four. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so a couple of years later, but this was you know he had already been a star on on Saturday Night Live, and he had done where the where the Buffalo Roam. Um, yeah. where he played Hunter S. Thompson. 
and huh, he played cool. and he yeah he'd been in other other things at this point but it was kind of a yeah. small role for the kind of trajectory that he was on at the time yeah but it was like a it was a cameo performance i mean it was, ah, it was more than that he was yeah he was i guess he was a, he was a character but so you know that that thing that he did he actually has one of my favorite quotes about being a playwright and what what he wants you know i don't i don't want people to want to see my show yeah. I want people who come out of the rain. I want real people. I want, you know, I want. I don't want people to to say to me, "Good show." I want. I want people to say to me, "I saw your play. What happened?" Okay, <laughs> that was just. Uh... It's because it's complete bullshit. Yeah, I know. It's complete and utter bullshit, and it is the kind of thing. That actors and writers and directors sit around and say to each other when they're in theater and they're just like, hey, when did the audience never understands. They're like, Your perf- our performance was a little off tonight. Yeah, the audience just wasn't connecting with us. We weren't clicking. We weren't. There's all the excuses, Ugh. all the you, things. Yeah, Everything is, you they're know. They're blaming everyone but themselves. Well, everybody, you know, and even when they do, they still. Yeah, you they know, still. Oh, yeah, I had an off night. You sure? Because that audience was really just, yeah. Uh, whatever. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of thing. And it's yeah. just, it's that fun, that that reminiscence of, of the, the days of doing theater and and hanging out with the, the creative folks that are like, here we go, we're going to do this thing. And, we, oh, shit, they didn't like it. Must be their fault. Yeah. Because we were awesome. Well, fuck you for not liking it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks for your money. And go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it was one of those. This this movie was one of those ones where I, I again, as you said, you know, sat around. You sat with these kind of people, and you've probably been guilty of saying some of these things. Oh, I know, I have, I know, I have. And it's one of Terrible. those things. Yeah. Uh, this Ridiculous. movie was making fun of actors while being oh, the whole uh, time. Yeah, the whole time, the whole damn yeah, time. Absolutely, they were making fun of them. They absolutely. were making fun of working actors and not not and working. working actors. Hey, yeah. you know what? Acting ninety five percent unemployment rate. Nobody's working. <laughs> So you got to get a job. Yeah, you know you got to get work. Yeah, so that's what so, you're always doing. Well, it's the thing is, is that, and that's true. That's yeah. that's that's the life of an actor. That's the other thing is that I think a lot of that that 95 percent unemployment as an actor is a lot of people thinking that they can get into acting because it's easy, because it's of easy course, to say yeah, in yeah, air yeah, quotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's but not. It's not. That's the thing is that if a lot of people could see, but the truth the the yeah. truth of the matter is. There aren't enough. There aren't enough shows to to employ all the actors. Exactly. There aren't enough movies. This there aren't isn't enough the forties, dude. There's not enough. There's not enough. Um, uh, there weren't. There wasn't enough then. Yeah, but they you know? they at least had more back then. I mean, well, they did. They did. The forties is we saw a lot of things like oh I don't know, um, let's see, the Great Depression was occurring, so we saw a lot of things like Wizard of Oz, a lot of musicals, stage shows being mm-hmm. turned into films. A lot of big, a lot of big audiences. Big bandstands. Yeah big cast things right but that even so uh, even with that type of stuff that's going on there's still a huge percentage of unemployment you can't be working all the time yeah that's true you won't be working all the time um so this film takes shots at acting it takes shots at actors it takes shots at the the uh the process of making television yeah you know um so i want to talk to you briefly about how this film being a genre picture and being a better than average genre picture yeah um well, taking the genre and then turning it on its ear a little bit and and going some different places there was one scene in the film 
and you looked at it and said immediately when the film when the scene started you said oh god this is the scene where he gets revealed yeah where and he then fucks we, up and then yeah. we have then we have the big reversal yeah you know to end act two yeah and um I said just watch just watch what happens knowing because I had seen it already before you bet alright so well you know yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you were right yeah in a sense because although the scene didn't play out the way you thought it was going to play out it was still that scene yeah. Okay. The the way the scene played out, the way you thought it was going to play out, was that his wig was going to fall off. He was going to have some kind of moment where he was going to get caught out. She was going to discover that it was a man that was sharing her bed with her, uh-huh. and that he had been lying to her all this time. Yeah. And that, you know, that was going to be a problem, and then he was going to have to win her back. Yeah. This way. Yeah, that is the standard plot for... And that would happen today. Yep, that absolutely. Kind of, because they would, it would be a shortcut. Instead, yeah. you got a minor view of what that reveal was. Because he's laying there in the bed. She's falling asleep. He's got the wig on. He turns over to go to sleep. And the wig stays put. So he <laughs> just turned his, turned his face over in his wig. And it's backwards now. Oh, shit. So, but that was the end of the scene. Yeah. So... What you expected to happen, happened. Yes. You pegged it, you pegged that this was the scene. Mm-hmm. That it didn't get revealed was where you were off. Yeah. Because they were saving it up for the end when he does the huge reveal at the end. Yeah. And all of those things happen in the... In yeah, the that's the thing is that he, he was... The thing is is that if he didn't do that scene, everything would have been status quo. That's the thing I liked about it is that he never actually got caught. Right. He he revealed himself on his own terms, which right. I really really liked. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, which is how a lot of stuff usually happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean that's how it's it's people who confess to it rather than, um, rather sure. than have it. And that was maybe not necessarily more realistic, but it was still fun. I mean, that whole scene where he sat there just stuttering his ass off. I wonder if that was improvised or if that was just. I think. No, I don't think it was improvised. I think that was scripted. Well, then that is a tribute to how how good of an actor that Dustin Hoffman is, because you know if the director mm-hmm. just told him here improvise some shit, then uh, that would have been a good scene. But the fact that he was able to make it seem like he was improvising, yeah, is interesting. I liked it. Anyway, um, but back to it. Um, there was this one uh, technical action that they did, um, where he. Put, took his wig out of his suitcase as he was taking off the other one, mm-hmm. and then they zoomed in on it really fast. You remember that? No. They zoomed in on it, and they oh. looked at it, and then the scene played out, which is why it was like... Oh, that's why you thought... Yeah, here's, okay, that's here's, gonna, it's, a, it's a technical it's trick the, where it's like, look at this, this is important. Right. Kind of like um, in uh, Pirates, of the, Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a character who uh, loses his... who has a wooden eye, he loses uh. it a lot. And uh, in the first and second movie, he loses it a lot, gets stolen by the monkey. He plays with right, it, right, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Um, in the third movie, it's revealed to be the key, one of the pieces of a key to, you know, right. unleash the monster. Um, so it was important. So people kept... Re- so it, it basically, it was convinced... Get people to keep remembering it. So, you know. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just one of those little things that they ke- kept coming back to it and all that other stuff. So that has trained my brain to think every time that they focus on something, an item, right. a prop, Well, remember a also, we've, we've, talked about, we've talked about the idea of, here's a thing, yep. somewhere that thing is going to show up again. Yep. Here's another thing, somewhere that, that thing is going to show, show up again. again. Yep. Here's a person. Hence, the when we talked about this is ours last week, yeah. um, we had 
you know, you, you made the, you asked the question, well, why did it have to be them that showed up? Yeah. And the thing was, well, then because you'd introduced two new characters right. to the story instead of using the character that has already been introduced, then what happens to that other character, that old one? Nothing. Nothing. And, and then, then, you, that, and then you wonder, an like, plot. what the hell? That that guy showed up. Why is he not showing up yeah. again? Not always the case. You know, a bartender in a bar scene doesn't necessarily have to show up at the you end. You guys of have a good night. Never exactly. seen throughout the rest of the movie. Don't, don't give a that. shit about him. He's right. a background character. Right. So this is, that, that was actually one of the few... You know, there's there's a lot of delicious little setup in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the end of the film, Dustin Hoffman, on live television, because they the they they have they set up that reels of the video of the videotape that they're using can be destroyed by yeah. having a drink poured on it. By that having was that was my celery my tonic little, or whatever. You know, the now the former the, editor of, of this uh, show yeah. has one of one of the soon now, to be former editor of the show. Yes, I love that. So has that, destroyed the, last has destroyed the party scene by spilling celery water. And on since it. we don't have enough time, we're going to we're going to have to do it live. So, so they set up the yeah. end of the film by by yeah. saying, "Okay, that's going to be live. That's going to be live." But and they they revealed it earlier in the film. They um, revealed earlier in the film that that could happen by saying, "Oh shit, we've lost. The editor has destroyed yesterday's takes or earlier takes. We got time to film we, it again. We got to shoot it again." Yeah. Let you know. Let's. Oh, we don't want to do a live. Oh, live. Yeah. Live sucks. And then he. And then the man. Ter- the uh, the older gentleman on the show turns around and says to. I don't remember exactly what she said. What he said to Tootsie. What was the quote? It was a little throwaway line. It was like, um, oh, I don't like doing. I don't like doing it live. Oh, the uh, one when 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 they when they uh, when they decided that they were going to be live. He he said um, something like, "Can't we can't we just use the video anyway? I mean, it's just going to be a little sticky." Oh yeah, or something. Just even if it's those, a little sticky, even we can kind of you know kind of funny. Yeah, but um, yeah. So there's there's moments. Um, oh, here come the terms. <laughs> yeah. there's just a lot of throwaway lines in here that it just makes it all that makes it really really funny so yeah and and oh oh god that um that scene right after the review right after the the big television scene where he's in the park oh there's the mime just the mime yeah it's balancing awesome. balancing balancing but then again another moment of Push. what do you expect him to do and what does he actually do and why is that funny it's funny because he pushed a mime pushed over. Pushed a mime over is trying to balance. Most 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 movies would just have him walk by. Walk away. Yeah, yeah, walk away. Yeah. It's just like... And he doesn't even do it very hard. He's just like... Burk. Touch. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, this, this was a film that I would definitely... It Don't judge it by its trailer. Oh, definitely don't judge it by its trailer. the first ten minutes or so. Because... Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say earlier, when, when this movie first came out in 82, I was 13, 14 years old. So it wasn't an interest to me at all. This yeah. movie didn't have, it held no interest for me. Yeah. You know, but it was very popular. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of, there was a lot of hype about it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, great. This, you know, I didn't understand. And I didn't see it in probably, until probably last year, high school yeah. or so. Um, when I was starting to get into theater, maybe maybe a little bit after that, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, that's actually pretty good, right?" You know. Yeah. And over the years, I have rewatched it and rewatched it and rewatched it. Yeah. So I knew that this wasn't going to be one that was, um, that wasn't going to be one that was um, nostalgia fueled. 
not nostalgic. Well, yeah, it wasn't going to be one that I liked because I liked it at a certain time, so therefore I like it forever. And it comes on on television movies as being, uh, uh, yeah. Bring so, up, baby, would you stop with that? No, God damn it. Ugh. All right. Anyway, so um, yeah, I knew that it was a good movie. I've seen mm-hmm. it recently enough to know that yeah. it's good and it, it holds up. And Dustin Hoffman, there's a little bit just, of yeah. there's a little bit of eighties in it. Oh. You know, no, a little bit. No, no cell phones. No, ans- no answering machine at the beginning. Oh yeah, you know, I just so, got a new answering so machine. It's complete garbage. So, so don't, don't answer the phone because it, I don't want, I don't want to give them the impression that Dorothy lives with somebody because she's not that kind of girl. Yeah. You know. Well, what if that's my girlfriend calling to find it and then she can't co- contact me? Yeah. Well, right. But what if it's, you know, what if it's Sandy calling to talk to you? Well, what if I answer it as Dorothy? Then they're going to think there's somebody living here. Yeah. You know, just this kind of. Like this and craziness. Oh so they get the answering machine. Yeah. The giant box, the giant <laughs> Manila box of an answering machine that yep. um, is hilarious. Yeah, I just to, got an answering our, machine to our modern technology <laughs> minds. That's all digital and now. Rotary phones. Oh yeah, that's right. They had rotary phones. Rotary phones. What was it like chasing dinosaurs around? It was amazing. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a time like no other. It was a land before time that, what, why do you, what? Keep going, keep going, I want to keep hearing this. I wanted, well, when we would go, when I was, when I was younger, we would, we would go to the beach and we would lay on the rocks. What? Oh, you kids have sand today. I see how that is. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It's smaller, it's faster, it's, very it's better. Small. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's more we, efficient. We can reshape it. Yes. I mean, can. it's, it's a great stuff. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> fuck your old. Um, <laughs> um, so there was yeah. okay. So would you say that there was any really anything all that bad about this movie? I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it reeked of eighties and all that other. There's stuff. a couple of things in it that sort of, sort of, you know, Jessica Lang at the end of the film gives this speech that says basically, I couldn't have done any of this stuff without you. Uh huh. And she's saying it to a woman, but she's also saying it to a man. She doesn't know she's saying it to a man, but basically she's playing into the whole a woman can't be can't be fulfilled entirely unless she has some sort of man yeah. to validate her. Or and it, I, that <sighs> that tweaked me a little bit. Um, but you know, she was also saying that you know she was also saying thank you. For showing yeah. me that I can be myself, and yeah. so there's a good part of that as well. There's yeah. a good, there's a good to that. Yeah, it was one of those things where they, they even she, they even said in the movie like, "How are you? I can't be a bad. You're being a what was it? You're being a bad influence on women by acting by being a man or something like that." Or, um, it was it was really wasn't confu- quite, yeah. There were some parts that were just kind of like confusing. It was just like, oh, okay, this is just Dustin Hoffman going into, you know, the impact of of a man being a woman and being a strong, independent woman. Yeah. And you know, being a good role model for young girls when he's a dude, <laughs> which I thought was actually kind of funny and all that other stuff. But you know, yeah. Again, you know, role models and all that other stuff. Tootsie, actually, honestly. The Dor- the Dorothy character is actually kind of a good role model. And mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was definitely one of those ones where it's just like, Oh yeah, she's actually pretty damn cool. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that there's, you know, 
a gentleman under there with eye makeup and well you know at at the end of it all he was a better man with her as a woman than he ever was with any other woman as a man what (laughs) what what the fuck does that mean that's what he said well yeah but but that doesn't Oh, All right. Damn it. So, if you have comments or questions, uh, please feel free to write a hundred of something at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter Did at Mister Bowen. Did he follow that shit up and... with "You complete me"? No, he didn't. We live in he such didn't, and she a still, cynical world. He did it. He did not, and he and and he she still bought it. Oh, okay, that works. They ended up they ended up walking off in the arm in arm together. Yeah, well, which is a little yeah. bit you know a little bit formula, but still. The formula is a formula because it works. Freeze frame. Um, doot, doot. Anyway. So okay, so um, he's at the fr- the underscore fro. Yeah. I'm at Mr. Bowen. We're 100 of something at gmail.com. Our website is podcast.100ofsomething.com. We have a Facebook page. Like us there, please. Actually has a picture on it now. Oh shit! And I've been posting some stuff. So what? yes, I know. What? I know. What? 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 Anyway. Anyway. That's all for us uh, from the podcastle this right. week. Um, send us send us email. Okay. Please. Oh, next week, Unforgiven. After that. Who knows? Uh, what is it? Do I look like I know? You don't even look like you know. That's I weird. What? I thought maybe you would, but you don't. Dude, anyway. I don't keep after, up on this shit. After Unforgiven is um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is awesome. All right. It'll be the first Richard Burton picture. Ooh, Richard, Richard Burton. Burton. Nice. All righty. So, yeah, next week, Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven, Revisionist Westerns, biatch. That's going to be awesome. Nice. All right. That's it. Bye. Bye.